This is an ABC podcast. It's a tough competition, but I think the first day of the Republican National Convention 2016 is the wildest day in modern convention history. It kicked off with a stirring speech from Melania Trump. Because we want our children in this nation to know... It quickly became clear that the speech was plagiarised from Michelle Obama. Your achievements is the reach of your dreams and, and your, your willingness, willingness to, to work, work hard for them. for them. The day featured celebrities like underwear model Antonio Sabato Jr. We had a Muslim president for seven and a half years. You believe that President Obama is a Muslim? Absolutely. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And former Happy Days actor Scott Bayo. Let's make America great again... But let's make America, America again. There was an incredibly excited black evangelical minister named Mark Burns. Donald J. Shout Trump! And former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. What happened to, there's no black America, there's no white America, there is just America! What happened to it? But there is one speech that really looks strange in hindsight. We do not need a reckless president who believes she is above the law. This is General Michael Flynn. Lock her up. That's right. Get, that's right. Lock her up. Flynn was a high-ranking defence official and a Democrat before he joined up with Donald Trump. If I did a tenth, a tenth of what she did, I would be in jail today. Within 12 months of that speech, Mike Flynn would be accused of planning a kidnapping, secretly working for a foreign government, and found guilty of lying to the FBI. Does that qualify as a tenth of what Hillary Clinton did? I'm Matt Bevan, and this is Russia If You're Listening a podcast about the investigation into Russia's interference in the 2016 US presidential election. Today, Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, a talented intelligence officer, a Democrat, a high-ranking official who has fallen a long way. He went from a salubrious government job to lobbying for Turkey. And how was he able to stay in the White House when he was compromised by the Russian government? Crooked Hillary Clinton, leave this race now. Michael Flynn was a big asset to Donald Trump's campaign and he came with a lot of experience. He was the head of the Defence Intelligence Agency under Barack Obama and a former Lieutenant General with experience in Iraq and Afghanistan. Flynn lent gravitas to Trump's showbiz campaign. At one point, he was being talked about as a potential vice presidential nominee. Would you accept if asked by Donald Trump to be his vice president? You know, at this point in time, Greta, I'm just deeply honoured to even be in the discussion. Donald Trump eventually chose Mike Pence for the VP position, a deeply conservative Christian who would shore up his evangelical Christian base. But Mike Flynn was widely expected to get a top job. Just two days after he was elected, Donald Trump had a sit-down with Barack Obama. Well, I just had uh, the opportunity to have an excellent conversation with President-elect Trump. The meeting apparently Uh, went pretty well. We had never met each other. Uh, I have great respect. Uh, The meeting lasted for 
almost an hour and a half. The two talked about a range of things. We talked about some of the organisational issues uh, in setting up a White House. We don't know a lot of specifics about their conversation, but what we do know is that Obama told Trump not to hire Mike Flynn. Like, he specifically named Mike Flynn as a guy you should not hire. It's true that the president made it, President Obama made it known that he wasn't exactly a fan of General Flynn's. Days later, Trump ignored that advice. President-elect Trump has picked former Obama administration military intelligence chief, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, to be his national security advisor. Now, the President of the United States can name whoever he wants to be national security advisor. No questions asked. It will not be without controversy, um, but it will be without Senate confirmation, which is not needed for that job. As long as they can get security clearance, which Flynn already had, thanks to Barack Obama, they're in. But Michael Flynn had a long and chequered history, which was about to come back to haunt him. Obama wasn't always so critical of Michael Flynn. He had appointed Flynn to be the head of the US Defence Intelligence Agency in 2013, hoping to shake up the agency and face down cyber threats. Cyber is a capability that allows us to understand an operational environment far better. It's no wonder Obama saw his potential. Flynn was a military maverick with a history of success hunting terrorists. Probably the most visible intelligence professional that we have generated within this department in the last 10 or 20 years. This is Admiral Mike Rogers, the head of the NSA. And that's not by chance. That's because Mike was always willing to be out in front, to take the hard jobs, to drive change, and remind all of us that it's not about us, it's about the mission. Flynn's superiors, including the Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, saw him as an exemplary military officer. I have to salute and uh, acknowledge his decades of military service. I supported him to be Director of the Defense Intelligence Agency, a job I had held in the early 90s. But it wasn't to last. It wasn't working out, as sometimes happens. Uh, as an agency director. We're not entirely sure why, but Clapper asked Flynn to retire. Mike Vickers and I met with Mike Flynn and said, you know, we're going to end this after two years instead of three. Flynn was only 59 when he left office and not really ready to stop working. So he and his son, Mike Jr., created a consulting firm. One of his first clients was the Russian-based cybersecurity company Kaspersky Lab. Over the last few years, Western governments have started banning its antivirus software, concerned that it might be providing the Kremlin with backdoor access to the computer systems. Would any of you be comfortable with the Kaspersky Lab software on your computers? A resounding no for me. The US Defence Department was the first to banish it in 2013, and Mike Flynn was the one who made that decision. But after he was fired, he started lobbying for Kaspersky, he was paid $11,500 to talk them up to his high-powered Washington contacts. But money wasn't all he was after. He was also after revenge. We had a wonderful ceremony when he left, when he retired. I lost contact with Mike, and I think after that, he became an angry man. I think uh, the termination ate at him, and he decided to uh, latch on to any Republican candidate he could. 
uh, as long it was, uh, as he was in a position to criticize the Obama administration, which he had great issues with. The chance to vent publicly about his former boss wasn't far away. The Russian TV network Russia Today, now known as RT, flew him to Moscow for an interview. Flynn blasted the Obama administration. Now, President Obama seems to think that he's containing ISIS. Yeah, I mean, I know he said that, and I disagree with that. I definitely disagree with that. He talked about how he saw Islamic terrorism as the biggest global threat. You have to clearly define this enemy. This is a cancerous form inside of the Islamic religion. And he said he thought it was important for America to work with its historical adversary Russia to fight ISIS. I think that that's the way ahead. He was then paid $33,000 to be the guest of honour at RT's 10th anniversary dinner. The keynote speaker was Vladimir Putin. It's a great pleasure to be here among you. Flynn and Putin were seated next to each other during the dinner. And to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Russia Today on air. This was December 2015. Two months later, Flynn joined the Trump campaign and right away he was on message. Hillary Clinton as a Secretary of State of the United States of America, this is not... Right, no, I get that, but... If it were me, I would would have been out the door and probably in jail. While he was working on the Trump campaign, Flynn and his son kept running their consultancy firm. And their work kind of shows how willing people are to change their opinion if offered a little cash. For example... In the middle of 2016, there was an attempted coup against Turkey's strongman president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan. At least 60 people have been killed and more than 700 members of Turkey's armed forces arrested after an attempted military coup. Erdogan ended up quelling the coup in a speech delivered over FaceTime to a TV presenter's phone held up to a camera. It was super weird. Erdogan blamed the attempted coup on a Muslim cleric named Fatullah Gulen, who lives in exile in Pennsylvania in the US. I told President Erdogan uh, that they should present us with evidence that they think indicates the involvement of Mr. Gulen or anybody else who's here in the United States. Flynn seemed to support the attempted coup against Erdogan. He said that Erdogan had been turning Turkey away from secular democracy into an Islamic dictatorship. What really became a secular country, meaning a sort of a regular sort of nation state, and then began to move towards Islamism. But something changed over the next few months. On the day Donald Trump was elected, Flynn called Gulen a radical Islamist and Turkey's Osama bin Laden. Why? Well, Flynn was hired as a lobbyist for Erdogan's regime. And this may sound pretty far-fetched, but it seems Turkey offered Flynn and his son $15 million to deliver Gulen to Turkey by any means necessary. The men apparently plotted to kidnap Gulen. Now, this is no mean feat, considering Gulen is an American permanent resident with friends in the CIA living in the Poconos Mountains. They were apparently going to deliver him from Pennsylvania to Turkish prison in a private jet and collect the reward. We know this because of former CIA director James Woolsey. He worked for Flynn's private lobbying company at the time and overheard a conversation between Flynn and Turkish officials. It uh, looks uh, uh, as if 
uh, there uh, was at least uh, some strong suggestion that uh, we would be able, the United States would be able through them to uh, get hold of uh, Gulan. Flynn denies this and the scheme never came to pass. Because Donald Trump won the election. And suddenly Flynn had a chance to get back into the government intelligence business. General Mike Flynn. Where is Mike? At this point, big warning sirens should have started blaring at Trump Tower about Mike Flynn. Remember, Obama had singled him out as the one person Trump shouldn't hire. Additionally, the VP Mike Pence was warned by a congressman that Flynn's relationship with Turkey might be a problem, and that was backed up by a warning from Flynn's own lawyers. Just so we're clear, is that a personal lawyer of General Flynn's contacted a transition lawyer and asked for guidance on what he should or should not do. But Trump gave him the job of national security advisor anyway. He began working with Donald Trump's transition team getting ready for the White House. But he also seemed obsessed with holding meetings with senior Russians. One thing they discussed was sanctions. We're 12 episodes into this now, and I hope you're noticing a bit of a pattern. The issue of sanctions keeps popping up over and over. Vladimir Putin hates them, passionately. The sanctions are American laws which prevent the oligarchs and potentially Putin himself from accessing their billions of dollars of stashed cash. And a month after the 2016 election, Obama slapped more sanctions on Russia in retaliation for their hacking of the election. Our goal continues to be to send a clear message to Russia or others not to do this to us because we can do stuff to you. And that wasn't all. 35 Russian diplomats in the U.S. expelled, just 72 hours to leave, closing two Russian government compounds, rec centers allegedly used for spying. Normally, the Russians would hit back at U.S. sanctions. But Flynn put in a little call to the Russian ambassador. Flynn said Russia shouldn't react to Obama's sanctions because the Trump administration was planning to just undo them when they got into office. Russia held off. President Trump tweeted, Great move on delay by V. Putin. I always knew he was very smart. This was before Donald Trump had been sworn in. Mike Flynn was still just a regular guy with no official government job, meaning he might have broken the law. It is illegal, and the Justice Department could prosecute somebody for conducting a foreign policy as a private person or for purporting to speak in behalf of the government when you are not authorised to do so. That is Fox News legal analyst Judge Andrew Napolitano, though he does note... No one has been prosecuted under this statute since it was enacted in 1799. It's pretty suspicious that Donald Trump's national security adviser was so eager to give Russia sanctions relief, particularly after Russia paid him tens of thousands of dollars to attend an RT benefit just a year earlier. But Flynn's legal troubles weren't over yet. Two weeks later, the press found out about Flynn's phone call with the ambassador. We now know that the uh, Trump's national security advisor, Mike Flynn, had several conversations with the Russian ambassador, Kislyak. Vice President Mike Pence was asked about it on Fox News. Did Mike Flynn ever discuss lifting sanctions in any of those conversations? Do you know? I I talked to General Flynn yesterday, and the conversations uh, that took place at that time Uh, were not in any way related uh, to new U.S. sanctions 
against Russia or the expulsion of diplomats. All right. The vice president told the nation that Flynn and the Russian ambassador never talked about lifting sanctions. That was wrong. So was Pence lying or was he just misinformed? Either way, the FBI knew the truth because the Russian ambassador's phone was tapped. Donald Trump was inaugurated president and Mike Flynn was sworn in. I'd like to introduce National Security Advisor General Michael Flynn. Four days later, the FBI interviewed Flynn and he lied about the calls with Kislyak, which, as I've said multiple times in this podcast, is a bad idea. The FBI were concerned. It was critical that we get this information to the White House. They notified their temporary boss, Sally Yates, the acting attorney general. In part because the vice president was unknowingly making false statements to the public and because we believed that General Flynn was compromised with respect to the Russians. If the Russians had recorded the phone conversation, they could potentially use it to blackmail Flynn. That created a compromise situation, a situation where the national security advisor essentially could be blackmailed by the Russians. Having a compromised person in such a position of power is a nightmare scenario. Blackmail could be used to demand all sorts of things. Classified information, the names and addresses of CIA spies working in Moscow, the lifting of sanctions. The acting Attorney General Sally Yates took the information to the White House, assuming that they would fire Flynn. We were telling them this so that they could act. This was not a casual heads up not an FYI, that we're giving you this information so that you can act. But nothing happened. Flynn stayed in his job, despite this grave warning from the FBI and Justice Department. He was attending briefings, he had access to all of America's deepest secrets, and he was announcing foreign policy changes. As of today, we are officially putting Iran on notice. Thank you. And Flynn still seemed to be helping out Turkey. Turkey didn't want America's Kurdish allies to be supplied with guns to fight ISIS. And Flynn, who was paid half a million dollars by Turkey just a few months earlier, was more than happy to assist them. Turkey has real concerns about the arming of the Kurds. There's a huge dispute that's been going on there for generations. But therefore then, President Trump opposed that move. On the advice of Flynn. That is our understanding of it. The days went by. President Trump announced a ban on people travelling from a bunch of Muslim-majority countries. Sally Yates refused to defend that travel ban and was fired. But Mike Flynn was still there for 15 days, until finally someone took matters into their own hands. The Washington Post was leaked proof that Flynn had been lying about his phone call with the Russian ambassador, Sergei Kislyak. The White House said Flynn hadn't discussed sanctions with the ambassador, But he had. I don't know about it. I haven't seen it. What report is that? It took another three days before Mike Flynn was out the door. The evolving and eroding level of trust as a result of this situation and a series of other questionable instances is what led the president to ask for General Flynn's resignation. The White House was keen to emphasise that they didn't think that Flynn had done anything illegal. We got to a point not based on a legal issue, but based on a trust issue where the level of trust between the president and General Flynn had eroded to the point where he felt he had to make a change. They said it was just because he allowed Vice President Mike Pence to mislead the public on TV. I fired him because of what he said to Mike Pence. Very simple. Mike was doing his job. He was calling countries and his counterparts. Flynn left. (laughs) 
His 24-day tenure as the National Security Advisor was the shortest in the office's history. The Trump administration had been given six compelling warnings in three months that Michael Flynn was unfit to be in his role. And yet they kept him there with access to America's most sensitive information. Flynn knew he was in trouble. He realised that he had probably broken the law by lobbying on behalf of Turkey without registering as a foreign agent, not to mention he had potentially been taking a paycheck from Turkey at the same time as he was working as Trump's national security adviser. Less than two months after he was fired, his lawyer made an offer to the FBI. Michael Flynn's lawyer said in a statement last night, General Flynn certainly has a story to tell and he very much wants to tell it. The attorney says there must be, in his words, assurances against unfair prosecution. And eventually he signed a plea deal with special counsel Robert Mueller. He pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about his conversations with the Russian ambassador and agreed to cooperate with the investigation. Donald Trump was sympathetic. Well, I feel badly for General Flynn. I feel very badly. He's led a very uh, strong life, and I feel very badly, John. I will say this. Uh, Hillary Clinton lied many times to the FBI. Nothing happened to her. Flynn lied, and they destroyed his life. It's very unfair. Thank you very much. Did Donald Trump really think it was unfair? Or did he think that a probe into his former national security adviser would uncover things he would rather keep hidden? Either way, it seems like he tried to intervene in the FBI's investigation into Mike Flynn. And that is a very, very big problem for the president. Russia, if you're listening, is produced by Yasmin Parry and Will Ockenden. Next... James Comey. I hope I'll never have another opportunity. Maybe if I did it again, I would do it better. A man who tried to stay neutral and just ended up pissing off everyone in American politics. Felt like I was totally alone, that everybody hated me. First, by calling Hillary Clinton careless. There is evidence that they were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. And next, by accusing Donald Trump of demanding loyalty. I was so shocked by the fact that a president of the United States would ask the FBI director for loyalty. So, did President Trump fire James Comey for incompetence or for more sinister reasons? Did you at any time urge former FBI director James Comey in any way, shape or form to close or to back down the investigation into Michael Flynn? And also, as you look back... No. Next question. The story of FBI director James Comey and potential evidence that the president committed a crime. That's next on Russia, if you're listening.